Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. During a Rally for Jesus, sponsored by the Illinois Family Institute, Christians met at Calvary Church in Orland Park to pray for our state and country. As you're well aware, there's plenty to pray about. The pandemic, abortion, violence in the streets, homes without good dads, the election, and the list goes on. David Smith, the executive director of IFI and Illinois Family Action, served as one of the prayer leaders at the observance. He called for individual and national repentance. Are you concerned, brothers and sisters, about the direction of our nation? about what we're seeing in the culture out there. It's certainly different from the America that we grew up in, right? Many of us at least, some of you younger people know, but uh, for those who are probably 40 and above, maybe 35 and above, things look a lot different than they did when we were growing up. Thinking about it, just this list of horribles, if you will, The Obama FBI scandal, where they lie and cheat to go after a sitting president. The impeachment based on lies and fake news. And fake news! How about the gang violence in Chicago and all over this country, which is really rooted in the fatherlessness problem that we have in this nation. Fatherlessness, over 40% of kids being born to a single mother. How about the riots and and the other violence that's going on? Some of our lawmakers are passing criminal justice reform, which is actually exasperating the problem. No bail, no prosecution, and let them out early. And then they wonder why crime and homicides spike in the cities. How about the corruption in Illinois? Just this year, I think we had three Illinois senators indicted three and then of course our house speaker who is under investigation even his own democratic colleagues are calling many of them not all of them but many of them are calling for him to resign and step down and of course the covid 19 lockdown which is you know concerning on so many different levels but for us at ifi We look at the mental health problems. We're talking about suicides and drug overdoses. The CDC director came out a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you saw this, and said more young people have died from overdoses and suicide than from the COVID-19 virus. What are we doing? How about the eroding religious liberties, right? Casinos, fine, but churches, you're limited. And of course, the Supreme Court of the United States Religious liberty and abortion cases are going to be coming up in the next four years. Whoever replaces Ruth Bader Ginsburg, other Supreme Court justices, if they step down or if the Lord calls them home early, is going to be significant, right? The election coming up is very vital. And and I know every, every four years you hear the same thing. This is the most important election of your lifetime. I don't think this is any different. And it's true, right? This is pretty important. And so I would encourage you guys to make sure that your like-minded friends and neighbors and relatives are all registered to vote and get out and vote this November. Let me just 
conclude with a few more thoughts here. You know, we've got sexual immorality being taught in our government schools. We've got marijuana intoxication being approved by our General Assembly. And you know what? Earlier this year, they came out with a study saying traffic fatalities are up from last year. And they wonder why, since so many people are not driving anymore, because they're all working from home, right? Or not working at all. No one in the media is pointing to the fact that on January 1st, marijuana became legal in the state of Illinois. And marijuana is not like alcohol, where you drink one night and it's out of your system in 24 hours. It affects you for 72 hours or longer, your fine motor skills. And so, Friday night, you get stoned? <laughs> Guess what? You get in your car on Monday, your motor skills are still affected. Did you know that? Wonder why traffic fatalities are going up. And of course, we have attacks on education choices in Illinois. A lot of parents and grandparents are choosing to homeschool their kids. This is an answer to prayer for me. Get them out of the government schools. The government schools are teaching propaganda indoctrination. And so I'm praying that these parents will learn to love being with their own children, teaching their own children, and teaching them biblical truths and character. They ain't getting that in school. <laughs> They're not getting that in school. Well, I wanted to read this verse that's been flowing in my mind for the last several months. It's Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, and I'll read in the ESV. It says, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Am I okay that that's a symbiotic relationship? Lawlessness increases lovelessness, but lovelessness also increases lawlessness. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. Do you see it? The love of God has grown cold in our country. The love of God has grown cold in our country, and as a result, we have embraced lawlessness, chaos, rioting, looting, arson, all these things. It's a sign of the times. The rest of the verse says, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Hey, listen, guys, we're closer to end times. Whether you believe it's around right the corner or not, we are closer to the end times. There's an old gospel song that says, I've got one less day to go. Guess what? We've got one less day to go before the end times come, right? One less day to go. But God wants to use us to proclaim the gospel message until he comes. Guess what? The harvest is white and ready to be harvested, right? It's ready. People need Jesus. Anybody agree with that? All right? But here's one of the things. We're here today because 2 Chronicles uh, says that we must repent, right? If my people turn from their wicked ways and repent. All right, I want to lead us in prayer. And I want to intercede for our state and nation. But before I do that, if you are his people, I want to ask you to repent. You to repent. Have you done anything, said anything, fought anything that falls short of God's glory? Have you? I bet you the Holy Spirit will point it out to you if you just give him a minute. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne 
out here in the wide expanses, looking to heaven, the bright blue sky with some clouds above, and we know that you hear our appeals as they come up. All the people here praying to you doesn't frustrate you in one bit. You hear it all, you love us all, and you will respond. And so, Father, I call out to you right now, and I ask you to forgive us, forgive me for my words, my attitudes, my thoughts, my actions that fall short of your perfect call in our lives, in my life. Father God, I know you've given us the Holy Spirit so that we can work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Father God, your word also tells us that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Help us to understand that. Help us to realize that. Help us to take hold of it and with fear and trembling, work it out in our lives. Father God, make us holy, Father, and help us to respond when we don't want to respond in the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, I want to lift up our state and nation. Oh, Lord, we need to make intercession. First and foremost, I want to ask you to forgive us, God, for the sin of abortion and the wickedness of the innocent blood being spilled every single day in this state and nation. More than 40,000 babies being aborted here in Illinois every single year, and that's not enough for the devil. The devil wants to snuff out every single life that is made in the image of God, and that's every human being. And he has got an agenda, and he's got a target on vulnerable women. Vulnerable women. Father God, I pray right now that you would forgive us for this. I pray against those big abortion providers, Planned Parenthood and others. I pray, Lord, that they would not succeed in their mission. I pray, Lord, that you would turn the heart, convert the hearts of doctors, nurses, medical workers, administrative people in these places, that they would see abortion for the wickedness that it is, and that they would run from there. I pray, Lord, that they would not be able to fill these positions. And as a result, for lack of employees, they would close. Father, I pray for that right now. Forgive us, Lord, for not cherishing human life, I pray. I pray, Lord, against also the agenda that would teach sexual immorality in our public schools, that would teach things that your word says are sin and wrong. And I, Father, I pray that you would be with those parents and grandparents who are, with fear and trepidation, deciding to homeschool this year or taking their kids and putting them into Christian school. I pray that you would provide for their every need. I pray that you would give them peace and that you would give them joy and that you would help them see that their duty, according to Deuteronomy 6, is to teach and bring their children up in the faith. That's their first duty and that can't be delegated. And so, Father, I pray that the parents would take their jobs seriously. And I pray for the churches who come alongside the parents and grandparents and equip them every single week with the gospel and with the truth of your word. I pray, Father, that you would embolden the pastors and help them to support those families, just like missionaries who are out on the front line doing this vital work. I pray, Lord, that through this you would save a remnant that would be used by you to glorify your name in an increasingly dark and hostile world. 
Lord, I lift up the election to you too, Father. I pray, Lord, for godly men and women from the county board all the way up to state senate, state representative, all the way up to U.S. Senator here in Illinois we're running, and Father, and also for the President of the United States. Father, have mercy on us. We don't deserve your mercy, but we call out for your mercy. Lord, help us, I pray. I pray, Lord, for the FBI investigations. I pray that the ones that are being done here in Illinois and in the General Assembly would root out all corruption. Lord, rid our state of these corrupt snollygosters who are just in it for themselves and not for your glory and your honor. I would pray, Lord, instead, replace these people with godly men and women who want to serve you and the truth and the, the interest of the people of the state of Illinois instead of their own pockets and their own buddies and their own pay-to-play schemes that they have, Father. Lord, I pray for the families in Chicago who continually get victimized week after week from violence of gangs. Lord Jesus, we need pastors and churches to step up and be the father figures, be the family that these young men in gangs are looking for. Father, we need them to step into the void and to take leadership and mentor these young men and get them out of these gangs in these ruts where they're selling drugs, committing crimes, and shooting at each other. Father, Lord, please. And we ask you to protect the little ones who are just innocent bystanders, who are often just get hit with bullets, not meant for them. Father, I pray, Lord, we need to put a stop to this. So, Lord, I lift these things up to you right now. Lord, I know you hear our voice. I know that you can intervene. We don't ask you to intervene because of our political wishes, our public policy goals, our political affiliations, Lord. I pray that you would do this for your honor and your glory and that you get the glory for all of this. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 David Smith, the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action at a rally for Jesus held at Calvary Church in Orland Park. State Representative Darren Bailey also spoke at the rally. We'll hear his remarks after this. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The three presidential debates that begin September 29th may shape the election's outcome, but don't expect deep insight on America's problems. For the future, the debate commission should upgrade the format, recalling the celebrated oratorical combat that electrified the country during an 1858 Illinois Senate race. Incumbent Senator Stephen Douglas and the underdog Republican challenger Abraham Lincoln debated seven times with no panel of journalists asking gotcha questions. Instead, the gladiators went directly at each other and the issues. The first debater spoke for 60 minutes. His opponent responded for 90 minutes. And then the first candidate finished with a 30-minute rebuttal. Now, these exchanges drew cheering crowds of 20,000 people listening without microphones. Lincoln lost the senatorial race, but his persuasive arguments captured in newspaper transcripts made him president two years later. 
it may be hard to imagine, but wouldn't it be glorious if today's televised encounters could approach those old levels of substance and eloquence? I'm Michael Medved. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. During this edition, we're highlighting the Rally for Jesus, sponsored by IFI and held recently at Calvary Church in Orland Park. One of the speakers at the rally was State Representative Darren Bailey. The farmer turned lawmaker serves the 109th House District in Southern Illinois and is running to serve the 55th District in the State Senate. Representative Bailey and his wife Cindy are founders of the Full Armor Christian Academy in Louisville, Illinois. How awesome it is to attend a, a rally for Jesus. This, this is amazing, and this is what the church must do. And far too long across Illinois and across our nation, uh, you know, we, the church, we come to church, uh, we, we, we kind of clock in maybe sometimes, a lot of people do, Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, Wednesday evenings, and hey, God, I'm, I'm here. And then when we walk out the door, uh, we just kind of let it go. When we wait, and maybe we invite our friends to church because, hey, you, you need to come here. We got an awesome coffee shop. We got great donuts. Listen to our preacher. Maybe you'll get saved. But, friends, it's our job to do that. That's, that's, uh, these baptistries, and, I mean, they need to be turned on 24-7. Yeah. And when we talk to that person behind the Casey's counter or wherever it's at, we need to be bringing them. We need to be letting them know what's available to them right then and right there. So the church has been asleep. But the church is waking up, and it is pivotal that the church wake up in these days ahead. Because again, here we go, now we're going to enter into another little thing that sometimes I get a little bit of scoffs at. The church is going to have to get political. Amen. That does not mean that we have to endorse a party or a candidate, but we, when we start speaking truth, and when we start speaking about these, these issues that you're hearing about today, uh, the true Christian is going to get it, and they're going to understand, I've got a job to do. If none of this is true, then this, this, this republic that we live in, that we just live in false hope. But I truly, I know that this land was founded on the precepts of Jesus Christ. I know that this government was founded on the solid foundation of Christ. And I know that we have to simply take that back today. But that's going to have to involve conversations that many times are uncomfortable around the dinner table with the family, with friends at work. Listen, we're not going to talk politics here because we don't want someone getting upset. I attended far too long a church that was 95% conservative, but guess what? We, there, there came a point in time when the preacher was told by the leaders that we don't want you talking about abortion so much because we've got the, the, the lady in the corner back there and she's a Democrat and she's got a lot of money and, and if you make her mad and she leaves, that's a bad deal. Friends, those days have to be tossed out the door and we've got to get real and rely on God. So here's the deal. You've got a decision to make. You can, you know, I, I, I farmed all my life. That's all I did. I served 17 years on the North Clay School Board. And then shortly after I got off the board to make room for new people, God opened the door for, uh, for Cindy and I to uh, open Full Armor Christian Academy. One of my things that I stand for is, is freeing public education of the mandates and the regulations. And, and much like, you know, that's, that's, we kind of got the Democrat Party, we got the Republican Party, and, and likewise, we've got public education, we've got cr uh, Christian education, or, or even just private education. We have to free these people so the teachers and the communities can decide what we're going to teach in our school. And that can be done. 
that can be done. So if anyone is out here, a lot of times I do want to give due credit for, uh, I believe, aside from this newfound role of a politician, I believe that uh, one of the most noble professions is a school teacher, and especially if you are, are in, the, uh, in, the, in the public education workforce. Stand up for what you believe in and do not cower from it and don't be afraid. That's my message. You've got a choice to make. You, you, you can decide, am I going, what am I going to do to get more involved? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, for many years, I myself was was checked out of politics because I just Jesus is coming back soon politics is nasty or our country's just simply going to hell we know that so why mess with it but then I realized Cindy and I woke up one day to the because I got a little too noisy on Facebook on the 32 percent tax increase in my community and 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 as God uh, you know when God expanded uh, Jabez's territory I've always associated that with money being a farmer you know more land or whatever and I realized that, no, nah, he's talking about influence. And God has been doing that ever since. So that's why we got involved, because good friends were paying attention to my local message. They came to me and said, maybe you need to do this. We committed it to prayer and fasting, and here we are. So friends, listen. There's these things. You're going to see them on your ballot when you go to vote this fall. You're going to see precinct committee person. You're going to see township supervisors. You're going to see county board members you're going to see village board members you're going to see state representatives state senators and on and on and on friends the church needs to be involved we have got to find good candidates we've got to support them and we ourselves have to get involved start attending school board meetings start attending your township meetings start attending your 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 county meetings and start holding these people accountable and you will be amazed at how easy it is because they're they're unchallenged so to stand up and just simply be nice and ask a question and make them think why they're thinking and doing the things that they are uh, that's how we change this and, and then we either try to coax them and mentor them, and if they won't come along, then we replace them. And friends, that can be done. I'm, I'm living proof that that can be Amen. done. And I challenge you and hope that you will do the same thing. So that's essentially what I challenge you to do. If you're not sure, you need to know who your state representative and who your state senator is. You must know that. Uh, many times when I ask people uh, who that is, they usually they give me a name and then I go back and check it and I find that it's the uh, you know that usually the US congressman usually people know who their US congressman is but friends uh, I, you know uh, keeping Donald Trump in the, in the in the White House and 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 getting a conservative voice is ultimately important but I'm here to tell you that what happens on in here in the state of Illinois affects us much more than what happens in Washington and that's what we have to change so Republicans have their problems too, but right now, until we can flush out the career politicians and replace them with true conservatives, that's the best we got. The days of saying that I vote for the person, I've heard that forever and I did that myself, those days are over with. We cannot support someone with a D behind their name because we know what the D stands for. It stands for destruction and that's exactly what is happening in our state and our nation. So please, pay attention who those names are that you're voting for, find out what side of the aisle they stand on, and here's one of the most important things that I've got for you. Grundy County, Will County, there's a judge, and he's a Supreme Court judge, and his name's last name's Kilbride. He is up for retention. 
Now, I'm going to confess something to you. Many times in the past, I voted no for all judges because I thought, man, this is just too easy and we need to. Uh, but, but we need to do our homework on our judges and we need to find out who is worthy of retention. Judge Kilbright is a Democrat and he is very dangerous and we cannot allow that and we cannot allow him to stay in. He has to get 60% of the votes, I think, to uh, stay in. If he gets one vote less than that, he will exit, they will replace him but at least that will make it easier uh, when, when an election comes up. They will have to replace him, and then there will be an election come up. Otherwise, if he gets approved, he'll be in for another 10 years. We cannot stand for that. So, friends, that's my, uh, that's my challenge to you. Get involved. Go to ILGA.gov. That's, uh, that's the state page, Illinois General Assembly. ILGA.gov. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a little tab there that says Find Your Legislator. Click on it. You're going to just simply enter your address, click on it, and then all of your state and uh, federal elected officials will show up. Find out who your state representative and your state senator is and start holding them accountable. Start praying that God will rise someone up to replace them because uh, that's what we're going to have to do. Those days are coming uh, for Illinois, and I believe they are upon us. So and it's up to the church to make that difference. So friends... Uh, God bless you. It's an honor to be here. God bless this wonderful state. And uh, let's, uh, let's step up and let's take this uh, state back and let's give uh, Jesus the glory for it. Thank you. Thank you. State Representative Darren Bailey at the Rally for Jesus held recently at Calvary Church in Orland Park. Be sure to check the IFI YouTube channel and IFI homepage for video highlights of the rally. And please consider becoming a volunteer for IFI's Prayer and Action Team. Go to IllinoisFamily.org and click the Gideon's Army tab. Be sure to pray for an end to the pandemic, for the protection of life, pray for the election, as well as for the spiritual well-being of America. Also, register to vote or update your registration. Encourage your church to hold a voter registration drive. Go to IllinoisFamily.org and click the registration tabs. Please invest in the work of IFI. All donations are tax deductible. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay safe, stay active, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.